Welcome to the Bean Town podcast for Saturday, June twenty second. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? This is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. I'm the host, creator, producer, and best boy of this show, Bean Town Podcast. One of the better podcasts in all of Chicago. Well, we're coming to you live, live when I record, not when you listen to it, but live nonetheless from uh, Wrigleyville, Chicago, an unofficial neighborhood maybe a ward w-a-r-d i don't know that could a ward refers to like politics or something but i don't know maybe there's a wrigleyville ward uh it might sound like i'm talking to someone and that's because i'm not alone on this quest today i'm joined by dear friend of the podcast and no stranger to the beantown podcast making his third appearance and a little out of the blue we set this up like three hours ago John Paul Pendowski, welcome back to the Beantown Podcast. How are you feeling? Good. How's it going? It's good oh, to be back. It's good to. It's been like a year since we've had you, and uh, it's it feels good, man. I'm I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm ready. Yeah, excellent. So we've got a topic for you. This Thursday was the NBA draft, and we're going to be getting into it in a little bit. But JP learned that we were going to be discussing the NBA draft approximately. 20 to 30 minutes ago. I would say even less, maybe. Less than that. And, you know, we, I don't know much about the NBA, but, you know, JP, you played a little Division Two ball, I think, yeah. on PlayStation. So it's it's really exciting to have you, you here to analyze some draft picks. Before we do that, I should mention that uh, number one, uh, or listener discretion is is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Excuse me. Number one, we'll occasionally use some School of Music-esque language, which is mostly Eastern European curse words. But number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but it's made a little bit better when we're joined by a friend of the podcast. And what are we drinking? What what kind of wine is this? It's a red for sure. It's a red, and it's it's a little dry. It's good. Yeah. You're the only one to have had that one oh, so really? far this night. I haven't tasted it. Hang yet. on, I'll give you the flavor profile. It's a red. Ah. So this is my second straight day of weekday drinking, which is what I'm like trying not to do. But I went to uh I went to the Cubs game yesterday. And you can't not drink at the Cubs game. Well guess how much I paid for a Bud Light? How much? Twelve dollars. Shit. Ridiculous. The 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 best part about it was right before that, um, there is a place called Beatrix Market, which is right next to my uh, my new workplace, and they have happy hour from I think it's four either four to six or five to seven every day. But there's a bar downstairs. You go down there, and you get Tall Boys a PBR for three dollars, and so I went down there last night with my friend after work before we went to the the ball game. And uh, may or may not have pounded three PBRs in like half an hour before we went to the game. But, uh, yeah, it's a good deal. If you ever find yourself in downtown Chicago, you're looking for a good happy hour, Beatrix Market. It's in the basement, and it's really cheap. $5 wine, $4 individual deep dish pizzas, and $3 tall boys of a couple different beverages. But I was going with PBR. So, uh, JP, what, what are you drinking right now? Uh, I'm currently out oh, he's of out. my red. Oh, I need boy. to fill up at some point in the near future. Yikes. Once we get to the ads, there's your there's your chance. We'll we'll maybe do them a little bit early, but um I'm I'm playing the dangerous game here. I'm resting my wine on my, my MacBook Pro. But it's okay. I've had it since uh twenty thirteen, so you know, it's it's kinda served its time. 
pretty expensive coaster. That's true. Although I got uh, so when I showed up to to work for my first day, it was like an actual PC and then just a monitor. Today, literally like eight hours ago, they replaced or on 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 Thursday. Disclaimer: We're recording on Thursday. It's coming out on Saturday. On Thursday, which is today, but not when you're listening to it, they replaced my computer, but I got a laptop and a docking station, which is nice because, you know, now I actually I have another laptop. I can take it with me. So, like, if I go on the road, I don't take my MacBook with me because, you know, it's like renting a car. Why would you drive your personal vehicle when you could just get the, the car, the rental car for free because work's paying for it? So I'm happy to have that now. My Mac is kind of like... Uh, I only use it in case of emergency. I break the glass and reach in and, you know, it's good stuff. But okay, 5 minutes in, let's let's get to let's get to what we came here to do tonight so that we can get to the ads and then JP can get some more wine. We're talking about the NBA draft. And I mentioned JP is our resident NBA expert. You couldn't have drug him away from the TV during the finals this year. I think what you, you what you missed a you missed a, a missed, piano final for a six finals interviews game. Six and, interviews. And a final. And your dad's birthday. So When was that? I don't know. I it's, mean, your, it's your dad, I, man. I wouldn't know Jeez. either at this point. Apparently. Uh, long story short, J.P. Pendowski loves basketball. And he loves NBA. From the slam dunks to LeBron James to... Uh, See, not a lot of people know this, but I collect the floorboards from every single stadium. And the more I can get my hands on them, the better. If you know a guy, let me know first. It's like a, what are you, a carpenter in your spare time? You know, Jesus and I are, Ooh. you know, very related in that sort of way. That's true. Or you could do, what is that, the telltale heart with Poe where the, a spoiler alert, there's stuff going on underneath the floorboards. I mm-hmm. think that's a telltale heart, but I haven't. I haven't read Poe in a while. I'm pretty sure it's that. It's either that or Premature Burial. Mm. Pre- Another that- Jesus story, I would assume. <laughs> I missed that one. JP, you want to talk about the Gethsemane Brothers real quick? Oh, the Gethsemane Brothers. So for all of you who don't know, the Gethsemane Brothers are just the sort of urban demon that shows up. I think it's only native to Chicago, but you need to be very careful. They show up and they'll, they'll steal your girl f- straight from your dreams. And you'll wake up and she'll be gone just like that. And what does she say to kind of give you an ultimatum? So what happened was, and this is before she left, was in the dream, she went, you can either dump me or deal with it. And that's just the calling card for the Gethsemane brothers, which I'm pretty sure are Judas and Jesus. So be careful of those two. (laughs) Yeah, watch. They'll kiss you on the cheek, but not the cheek you're thinking. (laughs) Yikes. All right. As promised. We're digging in. I thought that was Michael Chiklis on TV, but it's it's just a lookalike. Um, <laughs> we're watching the draft, by the way. So that's pretty impressive, right? We're we're digesting this information in real time, chewing it up, spitting it back out to you, the listeners, the dedicated fan base. Um, before we get to this number one pick, because this is related, big trade news, what, like a week ago or something? Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans traded to the Los Angeles Lakers to play with LeBron James. JPP, your thoughts on that? You know, I don't really know if that's a good idea. Anthony Davis, one of the best 
centers in the game. That eyebrow game really brought a lot of people to the New Orleans games, and I'm really thinking that the Pelicans are losing a lot on their advertising front at this point. I don't know what they're thinking. I think bringing the, bring that game to L.A. only splits their, their base. You're going to have a lot of New Orleans Pelicans fans going all the way to L.A. to catch those unibrow games. So I don't know what the deal with that is, but... That's just my take, Quinn. I thought I had a bad commute. New Orleans to L.A., that's a rough one. You ever been to New Orleans? Uh, you know, no. Me neither. I was going to ask you what the best places for jambalaya there are, but I don't feel like either of us are really qualified to discuss it. I would say probably near the south side, but I couldn't really tell you why either. Oh, I thought the south side of New Orleans was the ocean. I mean, if you go way south, you get really close to the gulf, but maybe not the ocean. What about those bodies, right? They're buried above ground in Louisiana. Is that correct? Oh, the ones in the swamp. Mm -hmm. Those ones, I mean, you probably have a really nice way of pickling stuff in that. Pickling? Yeah. Pickled bodies are like the new thing. Pickled bodies. Instead of in cremation, you can do that instead, I I would assume. That's from the uh, Dracula sequel, Pickled Mm. Bodies. Mm. That kind of sounds like a young adult-like vampire book, though. Pickled Bodies. Kind of edgy. Who do you think? Yeah. Is that a Stephanie Meyer or Veronica Roth sort of thing? Oh, what did Veronica Roth write? She made the the Divergent series. So we're looking at we're looking at vampire love or vampire love in a dystopian way. Mm. I don't. I, it's all good to me, man. Mm. Maybe we can get J.K. Rowling on that Oof. too. Well, she's always throwing in those. You know, twenty years later, this character was bi and Dumbledore was trans. And hey, I thought Dumbledore was gay. And trans. Is that not enough for people? I, can you be gay and trans? I mean, I would assume so. Intersections are intersections, I, I would guess. We'll, we'll get our social justice advocate on next week to talk about it. But let's, we're, we're 10 minutes in here, and we haven't even got to pick number one. So everyone knew this was going to happen, but it, it happened regardless. Number one pick, the New Orleans, on the topic of New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans take Zion Williamson. And... Uh, JPP, why don't you break him down for us? You know where he went to school, his height, his weight, his mother's maiden name, his sexual orientation. Just give us the the lowdown. Whatever you think the listeners need to know. Oh, I mean Zion Williamson. There's so many things you need to know about this player. He's so charismatic. He's got so many things about him that make him just, you know, a, a real player that heads your entire in your entire team. Uh, Zion Williamson. He's about you know I would say seven foot four, five hundred pounds. <laughs> and he's he's basically a fucking train you know he runs down he's got those shoes that blow up the thing about those shoes is that the explosion gives him extra hop and i think if you're not ready for it it'll jump straight over your head maybe sometimes he goes right through the hoop you know breaks the rim off it, it's bad but it looks really good for the pelicans in most ways and i think the pelicans are going to need that especially as we talked about before with the departure of anthony davis the departure of that brow they're going to need something to draw a crowd in and take them back away from that la commute that's true would you would you say he's a physical specimen I would say he's he's very physical. A specimen man, maybe, maybe not. Specimen man. I think a special woman, but I don't want to assume what type of what type of person he could or could be. I think that's for him to decide on the Pelicans next year when you know when they go through more contractual things, they go through that. That little known fact about most NBA contracts is your second year, if you don't specify what type of sexuality or gender you align with, you know, they cut you basically. 
a lot of a lot of guys in the D League just don't know how to don't know how to set preferences. Now I should mention that the G League is now the developmental league, but the D League means something different, and you can Google it, but not at work. So just be careful there. Um, speaking of the D League, though, what what would you say about his ball handling ability or ball handling ability? Mm-hmm. I think he handles balls pretty well. I think he goes through it. He knows how to like put it in both hands, but also he's very, very fond of his right hand for ball fondling. I mean handling. And uh, I, I, you, you'll see it in game. People give him the ball. He's gonna, always going to drive to his right. Maybe you know sit there for a second, feel it out, and then maybe you know stroke a three every once in a while. But you know you can't be too sure about those things. Fondling stroke—that's the new name of his game. I like your analysis. Let's keep it going to the number two pick, Memphis Grizzlies. And I don't know how to say this. It, it's it's J A is his first name, which I don't think is English. Yeah, really. In it's, most other uh, languages, maybe Filipino or something. But Ja or J or Ja. Let's call him Jay Morant from Murray State. Give us give us a little college profile on Murray State. Well, I mean, first, Quinn, I think before we get to that, on the on the topic of discussing his name, it really depends on where you're watching the draft from. If you're watching it from Mexico, it's going to be Ha Durant. Or if mm. it's going to be, uh, if you're from Germany, it's going to be Ha Morant. It's going to be totally different wherever you go. In the Philippines, we totally take the J out. It's an entirely different letter. We're going to say something like, like that, you know, and it's... I think just take my advice on that one because I want to be socially acceptable to everyone who listens to this podcast. Now, Morris State is what you said, right? Murray State. Murray State, Morris State, you know, pretty much the same thing if you think about it. Yeah. Two two R's in the middle, two R's in the middle for both of those. It's the same thing. Uh, Murray State, really well known for its photography division, really, really good on its journalism as well. Maybe a little bit less than its photography, but if you want to go develop some film, you got to go to Murray State, and that's what... Yeah, coming from the German, really majored and was trying to get in his photography game. And if you check out his Instagram, I can assure you he's got some very, very fine photos. All right, you heard it here first. Everyone go to Yah Morant's Instagram page uh, to check out his photographic abilities. Uh, if you had to describe his three-point shooting ability in seven words, what would you say? I mean, if I were to do that, it would have to be some sort of haiku, um, and I would think that maybe maybe that's not seven words, but to me it to me it works. I would have to say, long shot, always the, and then the next line would be, best shot for the three would be, and then it's another line, ya morant the best. So I wasn't I wasn't keeping track, but maybe you were at home. I think that was seven words. So that was. That was real good. I like to go for some sort of haiku form, you know, five seven five. If I if you were to give me a real seven, I would say probably Yamorant is your only three point is with the dash shooter. <laughs> you you're gonna want a supporting cast though to spread the floor out, wouldn't you? I don't think so. I oh, think boy. with his eye with photography, he's gonna know exactly where to be. On every court, where to take those shots? Good he point. might take it from right, right before the the half the half court shot point. Let him have that because he knows exactly where all the weak spots on the floor. And take it from me, somebody who's an expert on NBA flooring, he's going to figure that out as well. That's true. You do know the floors. Hey, what what type of oil or product do you use to give that wood floor a nice sheen? 
Uh, so it's it's a similar cousin to what you'd put on a bowling ball floor. Uh, TA-175 oil. You know, a lot of people think it's an animal oil. It's actually a synthetic oil that they place on top. Gives a little bit of slide, but not too much. Imagine playing tennis on the clay just like that, but on a basketball court. Wow. I really like that. That's really good, JP. Let's do one more pick, and then uh, we'll read some ads here. Uh, number th- Oh, so the New York Knicks, number three pick. Everyone's always you know, talking about who's going to be the star in New York, Madison Square Garden. If you ask me, it's always a little overblown. But uh, last guy we had had a two-letter first name. This guy has a two-letter first name, R.J. Barrett. What do you think that R.J. stands for? Uh, definitely stands for uh, Ronald Jones Barrett. Ronald Jones Barrett. Yeah. I like that. Why don't they call him Ronnie? I mean, that's disrespectful, you know. What about Jones? Ronald is his first name. Why not Ronald Jonesy Barrett? Jonesy. Yeah. That'd be a lot for a commentator to try to spit out. Yeah, but that's what we're here for. <sighs> R.J. Barrett, he went to Duke, which uh, that's our. this is already our second player of the draft taken from Duke, because Zion Williamson, number one overall, also from Duke. JP, who are your favorite Dukes throughout history? My favorite Dukes throughout history, you know, it's got to be, um, you know, this is such a hard question. And, you know, come, like as somebody who's very familiar with the history of Duke and Duke basketball, I got to say, uh, you know, Coach Krzyzewski is my favorite Dukey. How do you spell that? Uh, it's, you know, S-H-E-H-E-V-S-K-E-Y. That's right. Yeah. Um, Krzyzewski is one of the best, I would say. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson comes at a close second, 500 pounds, 7'5". You're not going to beat that. You know, big guy, explosive shoes, explosive hops, everything about that. And uh, little-known other Duke basketball player, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. coming in, number three. He had a really short career, but that's because he had torn his meniscus Ooh. in his second year and had Sounds to stop painful. playing at that point. Yeah. My favorite Duke is probably Sir Duke mm. by Stevie Wonder. Let's see here. Um, you can feel it all over. You can feel it all over people. You can feel it all over. I can feel it all over. All over now, people. How does that make you feel? You know, a, a little longing for something more. Mm. A little uh, nostalgic for times past. Like parties in the basement of a certain someone's house? You know, just... Even just sitting on sitting on a bench in a park, watching watching a basketball game happen, you can just feel it all over. The atmosphere, the sort of precipitation in the air, or perspiration, I might say. Oh man, that's real good. All right, we're gonna get to some ads here. I'm gonna give JP a chance to catch his breath, refresh some bullets. Whoa, y'all right? All right. You know, those ceiling fans got some little doodads hangling down from the shimshammer, and you never know what's going to happen, especially for tall boys like us. Uh, let's let's get to the ads here for the week. Let's start with Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there is good news. 
Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Holy cow. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, Call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Shout out to the Samson Q2U Series. We haven't done this in a little while, it feels like, but the dual-action, dual-wielding Samson Q2U Series pull-in a double shift tonight, getting that crisp, clean audio quality from both myself and our dear guest and friend of the podcast, John Paul Pendowski. It sounds crisp. It sounds clean. And if it's got that quality, you know it's got to be a Samson. Just remember, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. A shout-out to the TV Guide. We are getting ready to push three months here without a new TV guide, a little disheartening, but hey, if you're out there, let us know. Email us at beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. TV guide, we would love to hear from you. I know you've gone big, I know you've gone corporate, but you know, you got loyal subscribers out there. Did you know Kevin Love was still playing? Who? Exactly. Loyal subscribers. Sorry, we're watching TV here, and the Cavs are up to pick. Um, but, uh, you know, and if uh, if the Connors ever come back with John Goodman, then just, uh, you know, I know you're going to put it on the front page, but give us a call, too, um, and we would love to. We would love to have you. Um, last ad here is for Cuts by Q, and then we're going to get back to the basketball finish some first round analysis uh bob and weave we all know the hairstyle and we all love it but how many midtown baltimore bay or mm, wrong ad i gotta update this how many north side of chicago based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve sounds like playing in the d league um more like g league can you i was thinking about this on the way on the train down actually um, you remember the Fear of the D t-shirts that were popular like when we were freshmen? Yeah, it's a long time. Can back. you remember being like the ti- or can you remember? Can you imagine being the Title IX coordinator at DePaul and like working your butt off to try to like make this a safe place for everyone and all of a sudden DePaul drops a Fear of the D marketing campaign with t-shirts and stuff? That'd be uh That'd be something fun to wake up to. I feel like that's one of those things where somebody emails you in the morning and you go, I can't believe this is happening. That's when you take a three-week vacation. Fear the D. Fear the D. I never got a shirt. I bet you could still like buy one on eBay. It'd probably be kind of expensive, though. Although I feel like people have kind of like forgot about that. Like I feel like if you asked a Paul freshman right now about Fear of the D, they'd be like... No, I feel like Paul freshman right now wouldn't know anything about that. About the golden era. I mean, they took it away like right after we started, like six or seven years ago. So, whatever. I mean, probably, probably with good reason as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving the north side of Chicago as well as Cook County, Illinois. And frankly, if you're paying enough, then. 
anywhere. Uh, from beehives to bangs, faux hawks, the flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. That's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh... This reminds me of choir. When you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts. Bye. Give me a little harmony. Q. You kind of. It, it was a quarter tone. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really wanted to give it that sort of folky intonation. It reminds me when we were in uh, part of the voice crack when we were in concert choir, like sophomore year college, and I would get really bored, and eventually. It was always the tenors were messing up, and damn tenors! I I would start singing like tritones underneath, <laughs> not oh, not yeah, loud enough right. for anyone to notice, hopefully, <laughs> but like enough for us to just be like giggling in the back, like oh, like was, like idiots. That was but awesome. You spend enough time in concert choir rehearsing two times a week, and imagine imagine. You know, for one second, you're in a choir, a very serious collegiate choir, and we're singing something like, you know, a, a requiem, like a death mass. It's it's Brahms' requiem, and and we're and everyone's feeling really serious, and we have to sing this for some huge event. And you have Q over here, coming in singing in tritones below everyone. It's edgy. You know who would have liked that? Michael Lewonski. Hey, ensemble down niente. <laughs> what does that translate to? Uh, ensemble out of nothing, really. Apparently, yeah. Let's get back here. We're we're going to do a couple more picks. We're obviously not going through the entire draft because we don't have the improvisational prowess for that. But and really, you'd have to pay more for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you'd have to subscribe to Bean Tom Premium, which I didn't want to bring it up now, but look for that in the future. Um, well, that was kind of nice. Oh. Welcome to the new intonation for the uh, the podcast. Q, what note is that? Hang on, I can figure it out. Is it, uh, hang on. Oh, this is going to be the most boring part of the podcast ever. I can, I can do this. This used to be automatic. Um, shoot, I'm losing it. It's close to a C, but I don't know if it is. I'm like right around there as well. It's not exact. I think it's C, actually. Hang on, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a rules check. C tone. We're going to Google. Let's on the ref. C. <laughs> show me the money. Yeah, pretty close. I think this. No, wait, hit it, hit it. Yeah, I'd say that's a C. Can we shout out to this video for doing a <laughs> bunch of different Cs? It has 634 views, if you're curious. And and this like sort of sort of ominous narration that keeps saying C over and over again. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'm proud of myself. Well, okay. So I, JP, maybe you can walk us through your, but uh, your like method. But I'll talk you through mine real quick because I don't have perfect pitch. Um, but I, and it's really, it's not in good shape right now. But it's in good enough shape apparently for that. I 
always refer back to <laughs> this is really like super obscure but the opening piano portion of beethoven's third piano concerto no in c minor yeah and that right there that's a c yeah what do you kind of use in your do you use something or are you good enough to where it's just like hang on Think got, about it. I can get this. I've got two little obscure things. My my low note on when I sing is a C, and so if I think about how low my range goes, and I think about the note in relation to that, I can kind of gauge where it would be. Mm-hmm. The other one, my reference note is the beginning to Tchaikovsky's Fourth Symphony. It's got a A flat in in octaves, wow. and it's just this sort of uh, this trumpet call. It's really ominous as well. I'm always reminded of the Rapture whenever mm. I hear it. You know that symphony? I don't. Well, I'm, I've heard it before, but I can't bring it to. I mean, that's a pretty obscure Tchaikovsky. Yeah, piece. you know, it gets a little overshadowed by five and six. Here, wait. Let me sing the opening for you. Go for it. And then it goes on from there. Yeah, that's good. But so we got that that A flat just all the way in that. I'm rusty on my uh, my Tchaikovsky symphonies. I used to really like them in college, and I don't think I've listened to one in a year at least. But you know what I think is underrated is his second piano concerto. It's it's not quite as grand or epic as the first one, but I don't know. Especially that third movement. It's very frantic. Remember when we would be in musicianship and we'd listen to like a... Um, was it a, like a Haydn symphony to be like this is called like horse riding music? Yes, that's right. Tchaikovsky piano concerto number two, third movement. That's good horse riding good music. Horse riding it's like, music. Vroom, vroom, it's got a bit of a gallop to it. Gallop. It's a great word. Gallop pole. Mm. Gallop on a horse. Mm. Gallows pole. Mm. It's a lot of we like words on the Bean Town podcast. Let's get back. Let's do a little bit more. Oh boy, deja vu. Can't go through that again. Let's do let's do a couple more picks, then we'll wrap it up here because we're already halfway or not halfway, yikes, half an hour in. Wow. Um, number four from UVA. What college is that? Uh, it's the University of uh, Vulva Americana, I would say. Vulva isn't that a uh, female genitalia? You know, we we go with the disambiguous. You know, if you look up vulva on Wikipedia and you took disambiguation. You get a different, Ameri- more American colonial times mm. reference to whatever that is. I think their team name is the Fighting Lesbians mm. or the, the Lickin' Lesbians. I think it was more of the Flaming Lesbians. Flaming Lesbians. But That's that, what that I might wanted. have been before, mm-hmm. you know, this the last decade. Before so. lesbians were invented. Yeah, um, yeah. DeAndre Hunter from virginia he's he's a pf what is that what what does that mean in basketball pf i mean it's the same thing with pf changs it's got to be you know just a a pro footballer pro footballer you ever go to pf changs i've been there a few times what's it like i don't think i've ever been there it's a it's a little depressing oh yeah it's about as about as commercial as you can get with Mm. it's it's like you're paying more money for panda express Mm. that's tough you ever you ever look at the nutrition facts in Pan Express? Look at the sodium and be like, "Well, I'm good for like three weeks now." I try not to. Could practically open up a sodium mine inside of my stomach. Have you ever thought of it? No, it it sounds like an invasive procedure. 
But think about how much money you could make with that. I suppose. No, I'm giving you my glass to physically take from me. Thank oh, you. I feel like you could use some. The wine is red, by the way. We, I'll, I'll have a little bit after, and then not much more, because I still have to go to work tomorrow. Mm. Um, okay, that's about all I all I got from DeAndre Hunter. Let's get through. Let's get through three more, so we can do the Bulls one. We'll ah. finish with the hometown team. Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. How much do you know about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt is an interesting one to me. I know I asked you just asked you a question. And now I'm talking, but Vanderbilt. Once you get in, so I worked in undergraduate admissions for three years, and I realized once I got there, like, how big of a deal Vandy was, but I feel like growing up, I never knew anyone who, like, talked about or cared about Vandy, like, as an undergraduate institution, but it's, like, up there with the Northwesterns of the world, the Dukes of the world, the Hopkins of the world, in terms of, like, its academic prestige. So what, was there any culture surrounding Vandy growing up in the, the Western burbs for you, or what was that like? Vandy really referred to Vandercook for me, and I don't know if you're familiar with Vandercook. I'm not. It's like a small, a small music institution in the, in the Midwest. And so whenever I, heard of, whenever I thought of Vanderbilt, I always just thought it was synonymous with Vandercook, which I would assume is like good for Vandercook then. I suppose, you yeah. Know, if, they're getting compared to, if they're getting synonymously you know, referenced with Vanderbilt... That's just, like, good for everyone, then. Maybe not good for Vanderbilt. Yeah, well, Vandercook, what is that? Dutch? I think maybe not Dutch. Maybe, like, Swedish. Swedish? Yeah. Armenian, maybe? Mm. Do you watch any of the soccer game on uh, Thursday between the U.S. and Sweden? I only watch basketball. I have oh. no idea what soccer is. Fair enough. Uh, Darius, there was a King Darius in Persia, wasn't there, in the Bible? Oh, yes. That wasn't was with Daniel. With Daniel. Yeah, in the dreams. The, I bet the Gethsemane brothers were there, too. Oh, boy. That's like a New Testament, Old Testament crossover. It's like Batman versus Superman. It's one of those things that, uh, that the New Covenant tried to fix but didn't get to. Mm. Jesus couldn't do it. I love a good covenant. Mm. Um, Daniel and the lion's den. Who threw him into the lion's den? Was it Darius? It was, uh, I think Darius, Darius wrote the thing, right? It was a... Uh, you can't worship any god but me, and that because his uh, his so he had Daniel write as some sort of guy to help him out, and uh, all the other guys who were like philosophers and these uh, dream tellers were were jealous of Daniel, and so they they had the king put an edict out that was like no praying to any other gods, and then they set Daniel up and they're like you're fucked we're gonna throw you in the lion's den. Now why did they have a lion's den? What do the lions do in there? chill but like do they always feed them human subjects i mean like if you've got enough people if if you're making up laws on the fly to feed lions it seems like you've got an administrative issue with trying to feed lions and not having a good system for that but i assumed that that's how babylon worked in that day was you've got a bunch of lions in a cave you got to feed them somehow you just keep coming up with new edicts People have to break something if you have too many laws. How do you think they got the bones out of there? They just pile up. I mean, you don't think that Babylon was so efficient or so advanced as to have some sort of a grabber? You know, like what old people have. to be a long grabber. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe they got the one guy. They throw the guy in there. They have the guy toss all the bones out the other side. But then wouldn't that guy get eaten? Clear the bones out when you can. Push those to the side. 
We'll have to have an engineer chime in. Maybe there was some sort of device grabber-esque. Um, mm. who, who came first, Darius or Xerxes? Mm. That's a good question. I would say I think Xerxes came first, well, right? We, well, look, I don't, I don't know. I love Xerxes. It's got two X's in it. How often do you cool see that? Name. Unless you're Jamie Foxx. Mm. Um, do you know anyone with two X's in their name? Ooh. That isn't Jamie Foxx? A couple of porn stars, but otherwise, no. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Xerxes the first, a.k.a. Xerxes the Great, was the fifth king of Persia. Like his predecessor, Darius I, his dad was Darius. So when Darius was feeding Daniel the lion's den, little Xerxes was probably running around collecting bones. Okay. You think all... he was in there collecting bones? Well, he's trying to, you know, these... These royalty, you know, they always get, like, fake jobs, like how Prince William and Prince Harry are in the military, like they're actually in any danger. So they get these, you know, these jobs to report or to uh, uh, project this image of, like, I'm an everyday working man in Babylon. But no, you know, he's he's probably wearing, like, lion-proof chainmail or something. Do they have chainmail in Babylon, or is that more of a medieval thing? I think they were. I think they were making some sort of, you know, maybe not chains, but maybe some sort of leather-bound mail. That's what Xerxes would have been as a leather-bound mail. I think. <sighs> Sounds like the D League. Mm. Um, hashtag Fear the D. We got two more picks here. Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech. JP, what is your Culver's order? Uh, I'm definitely getting a concrete. Ooh. Gotta get a. Gotta get one of the. Um, let's see. One of the doubles for mm. the burger for the butter burgers. Gotta get a double. And then you can't go wrong without with with getting some cheese curds. Mm. You always gotta get some cheese curds. I like to guess if it's the white or the orange cheese curd whenever I have one. Adds a little whimsy to my life. <laughs> whimsy. Yeah. Keep it keeping it light, keeping it whimsical. That's the only way to get through it. Drinking on a Tuesday, drinking on a Thursday. Drinking on a Thursday. You ever have any stomach issues after having cheese curds? I mean, plenty, really. Yeah, it's somebody, worth it though. Somebody who was previously lactose intolerant and isn't anymore, I, I used to get lots of issues with that sort of sacrifice. So, how, so how did you make the transition from lactose intolerant to I'm good? It was a it was a pretty arduous process, I would say. Something that I you know I talked with my family about. Talked with my healthcare provider, see if we could do it. I had, to, I had to really fix it at my finances. I had to go through a, a lot of loopholes, talk to a few lawyers about changing it. it you know, it, it's not for the not for the weak stomach. If you don't, if you mm. don't mind my pun, but you know, it, I think it was in general worth it. I don't have to feel so much when I have those cheese curds, especially those orange ones. You know those uh, those commercials for Culver's that has Craig Culver in it. Who's like Craig. the uh, yeah? He's basically a friend. Oh really? You know, kinda. I see so many commercials. I bet Ryan knows them. They're both from Wisconsin. You know, I, I bet they probably both grew up in Lodi. Beyond the Cheddar Curtain. Mm. Um, okay, we got one pick left here, and I'm not even gonna tell you his name. I'm just gonna show you a picture, and then I want you to just give me words. You know, describing what you see. Okay. So this is number seven, and this is the last pick we're going through. Thank this, you for joining us on the Bean Town. What's that? This is a Bulls guy, isn't he? This is for the Chicago Bulls, mm. our hometown team. And, uh, you know, I actually got, I went to my first ever Bulls game in like April, and guess who they played? 
Who? NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably got their asses whooped. They did. Well, yeah, they yeah. were they were close until like they were like ten minutes left in the first quarter, and then the Raptors kind of started to pull away. Sounds about but right. This guy's got his tie cut off. That's probably the last thing I noticed outside of uh, his Jaden Smith esque hair. His name is Jordan Poole, and he uh, played for Michigan, and he's got big hair. But not as big as the man I'm about to show you, drafted from North Carolina. Give me some words to tell me what what you're looking at here. Jesus. So, dear listener, what I'm viewing right now, and if only you could be in the room to see this, is only a prime athlete of premium stature, of the highest pedigree, and of the highest caliber, going to the Chicago Bulls, going to make a huge difference. He almost has a he almost has a bit of a Gold sliming whenever you look at him in pictures. Did you say sliming? Might, maybe. We'll check the tape. But what we're looking at right now is just the prime candidate for all athleticism and all of humanity. The Bulls are a very lucky, very lucky team to get this sort of candidate. And as you see, he's got a bit of a mane as well. I wouldn't be surprised to know that his first name is King something. King Darius. King Darius, most likely. <laughs> King Darius of Xerxes. Coming from North Carolina, the head of, of the Carolinas, I'd like mm, to say. Mm. Coming from royalty. Mm. So the Bulls, with this sort of royal lineup and this royal adage to their lineup, you know, I don't think there's going to be anything. It will be a bit of a power struggle with this new king going up against King LeBron, King James. Ooh. Bit of an old English rivalry, I'd say. Probably of Spanish descent. Would like to see what happens with this. Spanish descent. His name, by the way, is uh, relevant to cheese, but uh, not not cheese curds, Colby cheese. And that's the only time you'll ever hear that sentence, is that's relevant true. to cheese. Relevant to cheese. His name is Colby White. And uh, he's your new point guard for all you Chicago listeners out there. The only point guard for a thousand years. How quickly we forget Derrick Rose. Who? He won an MVP. He was, he was no king, though. Not like this man. Not like this man carved from cheese. A <laughs> hunk of cheese, I'd like to say. <laughs> Born from royalty. Oh, boy. Well, there, there you have the first seven draft picks with some additional commentary of the 2019 NBA draft. Uh, big shout-out to our... Now official NBA draft correspondent, John Paul Pandowski, who researched this for days and weeks, and he's been following these guys ever since they you know, came out of their middle school basketball teams. He's had his big board. You should see his apartment. It looks like a serial killer. Uh, Lots of red tape. But, but, but JPP kind of wrapping up here, what, what do you think is in store for this next NBA season, 2019-2020? What should we be on the lookout for? I think a lot of heartbreak. And I think a lot of broken, casted-down dreams. I think this next year of basketball and this next year of professional sort of rendering of the basketball world will lead a lot of players to just shed many tears and have many broken dreams. It'll be a sad year for most, except for our king, King Colby. Mm. He'll be he'll be bequeathing he'll be bequeathed with the sort of royalty and the sort of you know things that happen with kings. I would say, 
But I would say in the next year, look out for the Pelicans. Mm. We're looking for them to make a huge comeback after losing Mr. Big Brows himself to King James in Los Angeles. Maybe they'll bring back some people with uh, with Zion, right? Zion. He picked up mm-hmm. Zion Williamson. 500-pound brick wall human truck of a man mm. coming in. You mentioned Colby, and I mentioned it in the first place, but what 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 kind of car do you think Colby Calais drives? Hmm. Do you think she has like a lot of money or just like a lo- like a middle amount of money? I would say she's got about as much money as the people guys from Aha making. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, they probably make you know a lot every day just from radio play. That's true. That's true. I think they've made more over this you know over the forty years must have been on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine Colby Calais must have some sort of. Uh, what is that one English brand car? Uh, Mazda. Yeah. I think something like that. Mm. A Mazda CX-7, maybe. Mm. That's a good model, I yeah. heard. I think yeah. it's reliable. Just like just like Call Me Maybe. You're having a bad day. You need a reliable song to go to. Call Me Maybe will always pick you up. And that's not by Colby Calais, but it's similar. Yeah. I mean, it's about the same song, really. You remember that song... Uh... It starts in my nose and then it twinkles my toes. Wherever the feeling goes, I always know because you make me smile, girl, just for a while, holding me tight wherever you go. I think it's called bubbly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Beantown Podcast for Saturday, June 22nd. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, Most of all, thank you so much to John Paul Pandowski, who literally on the fly agreed to do the podcast about three or four hours before we recorded and then learned about the subject matter about 15 to 20 minutes before we recorded. And it's just um, really lucky that, you know, I would have, that you would have asked me to do this, mm-hmm. having my expertise in mind. It's, it's a real treat. Agreed. I, I don't want to let this, uh, let this podcast end without giving you the opportunity to talk a little about a little, uh, project you've been working on. Uh, a, a little podcast of your own. What's going on there? So I've got a podcast with one of my one of my longtime friends, Aaron Portante, called the Actually Nothing Podcast. We uh, where we basically sit down. We take a few people who wanna who give us a few suggestions, and we talk about whatever they have us talk about. And it's uh, we really try and make it a bit of a hang, like a hang cast. Like we want you to feel like you're a part of this hang while it's happening. You know, you're in the room with us, experiencing all of these sort of weird things that are happening, these weird inside jokes. But that's just part of the whole process. So imagine like, imagine like we're all becoming friends over a long period of time, except you're actually not in the room with us and you're listening to us. But it's called the Actually Nothing Podcast. Check it out when you've got time. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. Maybe not on Stitcher Premium, Mm-mm. but you know, everywhere else. I like to say you can find the show wherever you can find it, and if you don't find it, then it's not there. And just don't bitch about it. Just look somewhere else. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. That's what we got for you um, for this week's installment. Uh, third time was a charm for John Pendowski. Thanks for coming on. And uh, to everyone out there, all the beaners out there, Thanks for sticking with us this summer. We're doing great, having a good time in the thick of year two here. And uh, don't forget to check out your favorite team's NBA draft selections. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. Be kind to one another. 
And don't forget to check out the Actually Nothing podcast wherever you find your podcasts. All right, for all of us here, for John Paul Pendowski, for Quinn David Furness, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next time.